0: Because evolution has led to your brain valuing fairness over all else. It's a safety mechanism. If someone else doesn't play ball when it's their turn to repay the favor, then that's not fair. And to defend against this, the
1: punishment must be harsh. The Happy Healthy Human podcast will help you build your happy, healthy life. Your host, Paul Leviton, is a board-licensed health and wellness coach nutrition coach, personal trainer, and behavior change specialist with over 10 years of experience helping people create positive life change. Each week, he discusses topics that will help you understand yourself, why you do the things you do, and how to take steps to create the life of your dreams. He talks with experts from therapists to addictions counselors, coaches, trainers, CEOs, financial planners, and more. If you've ever wondered how can you become the best, happiest, healthiest version of yourself, you've come to the right place. What's fair? In 2022,
0: Joe Biden announced that he would be forgiving ten to twenty thousand dollars of student loan debt for millions of current and former students. Now that's since been walked back and held up with bureaucratic red tape, so who knows if it'll actually ever happen. But At the time, I found it interesting hearing about and reading people's opinions on the matter all over social media. Because when the news broke, people seemed to be divided into one of two camps. On one side, there was the pro-forgiveness side, which seemed to consist of mostly young people. A lot of young people who felt as if they were brought up in a system that was built to fail. This generation, my generation, has been told since kindergarten to grow up go to college get good grades and then you'd get a job that could support you and your family and then you'd work for 40 years and get a pension and retire but i started college in 2007 i was in school during the financial crisis of 2008 and when i graduated we were just coming out of some of the worst economic times ever for the stock market for real estate for jobs everything was in the worst state it had ever been since the great depression I graduated with two degrees, with honors, and there were still no jobs waiting for me. I ended up searching for over a year, and that's actually how I became a personal trainer because the job market was so sparse that the only place I could find work was at a gym. And I said I would work as a trainer in the meantime until I could get a real job with my degree. Now, obviously that ended up working out pretty well because I ended up realizing that I really enjoyed training, and that I was passionate about health and wellness. And, you know, that sparked a journey that shaped the next decade of my life. So it's a happy coincidence and it's not something I'm upset about. But the fact remains that the quote unquote American dream that was sold to so many people for their entire lives sort of fell flat. And the thing that was holding up that dream can be seen by many as a system that is predatory when you think about student loans I mean I was 17 years old when I started college I had no clue what I wanted to do with my life I never worked a job outside of cleaning fish tanks at my local pet store I couldn't even rent a car let alone take out a car loan or a mortgage or even a credit card but I would have been able to sign a contract to take on $80,000 in debt to go to school And personally, I was extremely fortunate because I didn't have to do that. I was left money by my late grandmother when she passed away that was earmarked for my college, so I didn't have to take on debt to go to a four-year university. But many of my friends and classmates were not so lucky, and they found themselves with tens and even hundreds of thousands of dollars just to do what we had been told since kindergarten that we were supposed to do, go to school and get a degree. And that was the deal go to school, get a degree, you get a job with that degree. But they didn't tell you what would happen if the job market crashes or the economy shifts and pensions aren't even a thing anymore. You know, when I enrolled in college, the gig economy was not a thing. Now, it's more common than not to have a side gig or to have to piece together your full income from multiple income streams. So, for a 17-year-old to be able to sign up for a level of debt that will weigh them down, for the rest of their lives and affect them for 10 20 years maybe more is that fair and that's the stance a lot of people took that's one argument but on the other side there are those who oppose debt forgiveness and that argument tends to center around personal responsibility it goes you signed the contract you took the money now you need to see it out and personally i'm all about personal responsibility so I understand this argument as well. But then I think back to myself as a 17 year old, my senior year of high school, freshman year of college, and I try to think if at that time I had the actual faculties to understand the gravity of what would be happening if I took out a loan like that. And honestly, I don't know. But beyond personal responsibility, those who are against debt forgiveness have one major point, it's money. Who's gonna pay for this? If $50 billion in debt gets canceled, it doesn't just disappear. Someone's got to foot that bill. And theoretically, it shifts away from the million or so students who are in debt to the 350 million taxpaying American citizens. So is that fair for the average taxpayer? Maybe someone who didn't even go to college or someone who's already paid off their college debt. Is it fair that they should have to pick up the tab for something that they didn't do? And again, honestly, I don't know. I can see both sides. And obviously this is a nuanced argument, and there's more to be said for each side. That's not really the point. This isn't about politics. The reason I bring this up is because the entire debate centers around something I've been wanting to talk about for a while on this show, which is fairness. Because fairness to humans is everything and deciding what is fair and what is not fair is not only at the center of this particular issue, but is the center of just about every argument, fight, and debate that we will go through in life. Because when you're arguing two conflicting points of view, people have differing opinions on what is quote unquote fair. And this is what keeps us deadlocked in a grudge match and why there will always be bickering between political parties, siblings, coworkers, and anyone else. But did you know that seeking fairness is not only why you bicker with others, but it's also often at the root of what is keeping you stuck in your own personal journey towards growth and success and happiness and health. That's right, fairness is at the root of all of your struggles and problems. But how can that be? It doesn't seem fair. Well, that's the point. So the first thing we have to understand when we talk about fairness, and fairness, some people will say justice, but for the sake of the conversation, I'm just going to say fairness and use them maybe interchangeably, but you have to understand that these are part of the human psyche. Fairness. Humans know to seek fairness before we can even talk or walk, and even if we don't know that there's a word for it. If you just take some time to watch kids on a playground, you'll see it in action. You know, If a little boy shares his toy with a little girl, and then the little girl won't share her toy with the little boy in turn, you're going to see waterworks. You're going to see crying. And if the other children see this, they'll start to shame the girl or avoid her or chastise her in some way, because children know that's not fair, and they know that she can't get away with that. And while... It might seem straightforward, like, well duh, who wouldn't want fairness? Fair is fair, we should all strive for that. But understand that the definition and understanding of what's quote unquote fair is arbitrary, and it's completely colored by your own personal experience in the world. In the animal kingdom, the strongest survives. In pack animals, the stronger pack leader will receive more food, they'll mate with better mates, they'll be more safe and secure in their life. So one could argue that that's fair because they're stronger, they deserve it. The stronger ape can hunt more, they can do more, they can contribute more to the pack. But one could also question, is it fair to reap all these advantages simply because one was born with physically larger muscles or because they were born more naturally equipped to handle better obstacles. So we don't really know what fair is, but we do have an internal sense of it when we see it. And we do know that we want it all of the time. Things feel good when they're fair, and unfair things don't feel good to us. And that's because fairness is bred into us as a survival mechanism. See, before the internet, before electricity, before buildings, before corporations, before societies, countries, whatever, before everything, there was fairness. Tens of thousands of years ago, hundreds and thousands of generations ago, humans didn't have much. And there was a time when our ancient, ancient ancestors were still a part of the food chain before we had become the top dog. And in that time, they had to go out and hunt every day. And there's a very real chance that they were being hunted as well. And in those times, and still to this day, safety was and is the ultimate currency. Because today, individualism is a big ideal, especially in Western cultures. You know, those college kids should just pull themselves up by their bootstraps. They need to take responsibility for themselves. No one's going to save them. But realize this level of individualistic thinking is a relatively new phenomenon in the span of human history. Only with the advent of more modern technologies did becoming successful and living a full successful life as an individual even become possible. Machinery and technology made it possible for a single person to farm or build or create a business and make money or raise a family, but it definitely has not always been like that. For most of human history, it was very true to say, it takes a village nothing could be done on your own and everything was about the community the pack and being part of a communal hunter-gatherer society meant that it was important to give and to contribute but what happens if I'm giving my part contributing to the greater good of the tribe you know, giving part of the hunt of the animal that I killed so others can eat what do I get out of that well the point is that in theory we all give so that we all take And I give from my hunt so that if once in a while someone eats food, even if they have not contributed, that's okay. Because there will be nights when I don't contribute, when I don't catch anything. And on on those nights, I'll need the support of others to keep my belly from rumbling. And all that makes sense and it works out until someone decides to test the boundaries and to push the limits. Because human nature is to survive. And if I realize that... I have a better chance of survival by not going out and hunting and simply waiting around for someone else to bring back their fresh kill, and I get to eat from them without contributing, then I get the best of both worlds. I get all the gains, the nutrition, without any of the risk. I don't have to wander out in the jungle and possibly get eaten. But this is where we encounter a problem, because clearly this is unsustainable. If the pack is to survive, everyone has to do their fair share. and lieges those not contributing those not doing those their part have to be sussed out and dealt with and Dealing with them would usually include banishment or being thrown off a cliff or jailed Whatever way That's how it was for thousands and thousands of years again before language This is how we understood who could be around and who couldn't trust fairness if I contribute today you return the favor down the road. If I give you food today, you give me food tomorrow. If I keep you safe today, you keep me safe next week. That is fair and that is trust. And the flaw in this is that the person who goes first is putting their neck on the line. They're putting themselves out there, laying out their resources in that moment for nothing in immediate return only for the potential that that person will hopefully repay them down the road. And this is why trust and fairness are so important. If someone else doesn't play ball when it's their turn to repay the favor, then that's not fair. And to defend against this, this egregious offense of going against the status quo of fairness, the punishment must be harsh. Again, if I give you an apple today, and then in a week you refuse to return the favor, the punishment can't simply be taking away an apple. Because if it were, there would be no risk. There'd be no reason for me to not give an apple because at worst, I'm losing an apple and breaking even, but at best, I'm getting a free apple. So to combat this possibility, the punishment must outweigh the crime and must act as a deterrent. The perpetrator must know that this is unacceptable. The community must see this and know that To not act fairly, to not be trustworthy, is the ultimate sin. And that's how the community will know to uphold its values and always fight for fairness. And that's why those who break this unwritten and sometimes even written code of fairness must be shunned or worse, sometimes even killed. And even today, in 2023, being shunned feels bad. No one likes to not be talked to or have the silent treatment thrown on them. But in evolutionary time, to be shunned was a death sentence. I just said the pack is what everything is about, and you need the support of the community to survive. So if you're forcefully excommunicated communicated from that community, well, nothing good can happen. You're going to starve or get eaten. Again, it's basically a death sentence. So... Our ancient, ancient, ancient ancestors knew and lived by the rule that is fairness. What is fair and just is right. And what is not fair is intolerable and simply unacceptable. And over generation and generation and generation, this has been bred into our literal DNA. So it's hard to argue against the idea that life should be fair. I don't think there really are people who are out there saying that fairness is bad or justice is bad. And there is someone saying that, they're probably not a very nice person. But the thing is, this deep internal need for fairness creates a massive problem. Because although we have a need to feel like things are fair, we do not live in an ideal world. We do not live in a fair world. And the way things feel like they quote unquote should be does not match up with the way that things actually are. And that's logical. We understand that, literally, because only a child would believe that we live in a land of make-believe where gumdrops fall from the sky. But it's my assertion that wanting things to be fair is the same thing. When we want life to be fair, this is a nonsense wish. It has about the same probability of coming true as gumdrops falling from the sky. Don't get me wrong, I think fairness and justice are things that we should strive for in our societies in our community you know, things like social justice and fighting for equality and equity among all humans in our society is paramount. And I, I don't doubt that this is the next evolution of humanity. I'm not talking about, you know, the f- unfairness that white people have had a head start in society, especially westernized society and in America. I'm talking about going deeper than that. Remember what I said. Our need... For fairness is buried deep into our DNA the things that we are talking about like student loan forgiveness it has to do with fairness but that's surface level and our desire and need for fairness goes much deeper and it's this deep-seated deeply held need for fairness that's holding you back and causing you to self-sabotage and quit on your dreams what but what does wanting fairness have to do with self-sabotage how does that leap happen it's not really a leap Because evolution has led to your brain valuing fairness over all else. As I said, it's a safety mechanism. The only way we would choose to do something unfair is when it's for the sake of survival. This is why people will commit crimes and atrocities when they have their backs up against the wall. But barring a scenario like that, when our survival is immediately threatened, your brain always wants fairness. It demands it. And if we lived in a lovely la-la land where, again, gumdrops rain from the sky and fairness was a law of the universe, that would be great. But we don't. And that's not how life is. Fairness is not the rule of the universe. Unfairness is. So it's your need for fairness that makes you quit your diet after two weeks. It's your need for fairness that makes building a, bu- a business as an entrepreneur so hard and makes people give up after two months or two years it's that need for fairness that causes two partners going through turbulent times in their relationship to give up rather than to stick it out because your brain is constantly scanning for threats to survival and to your brain an affront to fairness is a threat to survival because survival is all about conservation of energy fairness is about balance if i do x i will get y in return if i go out and hunt i will come back with an animal if i give my neighbor some of my hunt, he will repay it. If I cut your lawn, you will bring me my mail in when I'm on vacation. If I check up on you when you're sick, I would hope that you would do the same for me if I fall ill, makes sense. But this isn't just about transactions because we can look at a very simple analogy that I use often, fitness. If I exercise and eat healthy, then the deal is that I'll lose weight and I'll look like I did in high school again. And that's the deal that seems fair in my head. If X, then Y. So following that logic, all I have to do is do my part, X. Eat healthy and exercise. And I will receive Y because that is the result that is promised. That is what is fair. And yet, as you know by now, life doesn't work like that the human body is not a machine yes it needs fuel it needs upkeep but it's not just if X then Y if a hundred people do the same workout routine and the same diet they'll get a hundred different results they might be similar results we know that certain things work exercise works eating healthy works and to a certain extent but we don't get the exact same results for everyone and that's why we get caught up because it's not fair Susie did this exercise routine and she got this result. Therefore, I should be able to do this exercise routine and I should get this result. If I don't get that result that Susie got that I feel is the result I deserve, I feel like that is not fair. And because our brain does not like things that are not fair, it gives us an excuse to quit. Same thing. I took a course that said I could start a million dollar business in a year. I paid for the course I did the work but my business isn't making any money that's not fair I tried I didn't get the result and now my brain says we cannot keep doing this we have to quit how can it be fair to do the same as someone else but they get better results than me that's not fair but we see here that the universe does not care about fairness the universe doesn't care but your brain does and that is the discrepancy Your brain is always seeking fairness and sees any time we do not receive fairness as an affront to your very survival. Your brain goes, wait just a goddamn minute. It's a red flag, sound the alarm. We have to stop. And this is when you quit. This is when you stop trying because your brain doesn't want you to keep putting energy into a relationship that isn't 50-50. It won't let you, so it gives you permission to quit. This isn't fair. This isn't working. I tried my best. It's just bullshit. It allows you to justify what it's looking to do, to stop trying, to stop, quote-unquote, wasting energy, and to go back to doing nothing so that you can save energy. That's always what your brain is looking for. And I've talked a lot about expectations on this show recently. Expectations are at the root of everything. You expect a result. You expect it to be fair and equitable, the effort you put in for the result you get. And if the result does not come just as you had expected it, if your brain does not receive a result that it deems fair and equitable, then all bets are off and you're allowed to throw in the towel. Now, does it always work out this way? Of course not. There's exceptions to all rules. However, if you really think about it, I'm confident that if you go back and look at your past experiences, the time that you quit or gave up on something, you can see where expectations around fairness and equity are major factors. If your spouse cheats on you, that's not right. It's also not fair. You're doing your part. You gave your all to the relationship, and they didn't hold up their end of the bargain. So fuck them. If your business isn't making money like you thought it would, or you get passed on that promotion at work that you felt you deserved, but you feel like you put in the work, you took all the necessary steps, this leaves you feeling burned out and scorned. I was interviewed on a podcast recently for a high-performing executives, and the host pressed me on this theory. She was kind of taken aback when I said that expectations were at the root of all our issues. She went, but we need expectations. You know, I'm a manager of teams working on dozens of projects across the world. We need expectations and deliverables, and we need guidelines to work towards. What, should everyone just not expect anything? And if things are hard, say, this is just the way the universe is? I explained that it's not that we can't have expectations. It's that we simply need to know when they are affecting us and when we have control or influence over them. If you're leading a team of 10, and you lay out perfect expectations, perfect guidelines, and everyone has deliverables and timelines, everyone can do their job, and everyone can come in t- ahead of schedule and deliver a product that's 10 times better than what was expected. You can put it all together and say, wow, we really did it. And you can have a big party with champagne celebrating it. And then after all that, you can put the product out on the market and no one buys it. Is that fair? I don't know. Maybe it was just a dud. Maybe it was a bad product. Maybe you released a product in February of 2020 and didn't know that a global pandemic was about to change everything. For whatever reason, you can do every single thing right, every step of the way, and still not get what's fair. And this, again, obviously is not fair, but it is reality. And so I said this on this podcast, and she said, okay, so what would you do if you were the manager of that team? You're the team that just did all the work, did all the right things, put it out and it flopped. Obviously people are going to be upset because they worked so hard and things fell flat. How would you coach them through it? And I replied that the focus should always be on actions, on what they did. I'd simply ask, are you proud of your work? Did you do everything you could do to make the product as good as possible? If the answer to those questions is yes, then there isn't much left to be said. You did your best and you couldn't have done anything else differently. But if the answer is no, then that's the issue right there we know the area for improvement and to do better next time either way being upset crying or whining about fairness doesn't change the fact and it certainly doesn't help clinging to what could or should be is just wishing for fairness in an unfair universe saying i did all this hard work it's supposed to work out better well that would be fair but again that isn't reality So my action step for you this week is simply this. Pay attention to your internal desire for fairness. When something upsets you or stresses you, see if you can pinpoint where it's coming from, and if deep down somewhere, it's simply your brain and body seeking fairness in an unfair world. I think you'll be quite surprised what you find.
1: That's all for this week. Be sure to subscribe and follow the show so you don't miss a beat. Support the show by sending this episode to a friend or leaving a rating and review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. Stay happy, stay healthy.